Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Steve Poos Benson Podcast. Hi, this is Steve. I'm the host of this podcast, and this is episode 13. I want to talk about being a death coach. I am a death coach. You know, I have a lot of gifts and skills and abilities. I don't want to brag or anything, but I know how to preach. I know how to teach. But the one thing I really know how to do is I know how to help people die. It was something I just did this afternoon. Maybe that is just uh, so fresh on my mind is that I know how to help people die. I was uh, in the hospital with somebody this afternoon. The family had to make the decision about uh, should they remove their loved one from the life support systems. We made the decision. Everybody, we gathered together, a Catholic priest, the person was a lifelong uh, Catholic, so I said, let's get a Catholic priest in here. So we took the time and we brought the Catholic priest in. The priest did last rites. He and I talked about the difference between being a Protestant and a Catholic and the significance of last rites, and I found it very moving. I mean, uh, I know how to say a Hail Mary. I know the are. Our fathers was able to join in with the whole family on this, and uh, but this individual, even though he was Catholic, had been a longtime member of Columbine United Church. So everybody got the chance to say a final goodbye to him. Um, they all stepped out, gave each other one last time to say goodbye, and then we all came in together. We say we said a final prayer. And that then I worked with the nurse as far as giving the right amount of Ativan and the right amount of morphine to help the, the death be a gentle, gentle death. That's always the goal is to provide someone with a gentle, gentle death. And, you know, uh, for me, um, one of the things I always do when I, when I talk with someone who's getting ready to die, I tell this to every single person. I tell them, you know, even when they're in a twilight, even though when we're not really sure that they can hear us, because I'm convinced they can hear us. People can hear us, even though they're on the edge of dying. I say, trust this process. Trust what is going to happen. Trust what is going to happen next. Trust that God and God's angels are going to come to you. It's something I believe so much about. Because, you know, I have felt the presence of angels at the time when somebody has died. I've even seen the presence of an angel one time in the middle of the night in a hospice room. I uh, saw the presence of an angel. But um, I tell the person who's dying, trust that God is going to send the angels across. They're going to come greet you. You have nothing to be afraid. You have nothing to be afraid of. And to gently take their hands and enter into paradise. And one of the things that I told them, I always tell people who are dying, that today you are going to be with God in paradise. Because that's exactly what Jesus said. Jesus said to the thief who was crucified with him, he said, today you will be with me in paradise paradise, in paradise. And you know, that paradise is something that is this huge promise for each and every one of us, that, that we're going to go to that paradise. And you get to describe, you get to de, uh, to uh, define, I think, what that paradise is, you and God. Maybe your paradise is a beach, maybe your paradise is a mountaintop, maybe your paradise is the 18th green on a beautiful golf course. Whatever you define as paradise, it's going to be that, you and the presence of God. But you know, one of the things that I really believe is we all need to spend some time getting ready for our death. There's a great book by um, Atul Gawande called Being Mortal, and it's a beautiful book about how to take care of yourself in the middle of of your death, how to pay attention to the different things that you need to talk about, hospice care, what type of palliative care do you want, Uh, do you want to be in the hospital, do you want to be at home, what kind of medications, what kind of effort do you want... uh, You want people to to, uh, do huge heroic measures to keep you alive. All these things are really important conversations that you need to have in order to get ready for your dying. 
And part of what my job is, is to help you make those decisions. I can help you talk through all the different aspects of death and dying and what last measures look like and how to use the medications and the drugs. In fact, sometimes um, I'm able to help uh, doctors and nurses who are always a little afraid of death and dying. I found that often doctors and nurses push back from death and dying because they're so committed to life and living and making people live that they don't know themselves how to deal with death and dying. So I'm able to help people over that hurdle because I've become pretty comfortable with death over these past uh, over these past 34 years that I've been a minister. So I call myself a death coach. If you're dying, I am the guy that you need to talk to if you're getting ready to die and you've got questions about it. So give me a call if you need help dying. I'm your guy. I am your guy to help you die. But here's the other thing. If you want to learn how to die, the best way to learn how to die is to learn how to live. I'm just so convinced about this. You know, when I left the hospital this afternoon, and I feel this way every single time after I leave a deathbed of somebody, the sky seems a little bluer, the clouds a little wide, whiter, the sun a little bit brighter, the colors just a little bit deeper. Life feels good. Life feels beautiful. Life feels effervescent. I just love life. I love being alive. And the more that I'm around death and helping people die, the more I'm committed to life and helping people live. Because you know what? We have to be committed to live. You know, I, I write a blog, uh, Cowboy Jesus. In fact, I'm hoping that you will start tying into Cowboy Jesus. It's a Steve's Cowboy Jesus at Blockspot. Uh, com, and you can read it. I usually publish once a week on either Friday or Saturday. But last week I talked about the fact that we need to be committed to life, that you can make too many decisions about death. That is my one concern about Atul Gwande is that you can spend too much time thinking about your death and the mistakes that you're going to make or the right decisions that you're going to make. You can get wrapped around the axle as far as preparing yourself from death. And one of the things that I've learned is that Death oftentimes takes its own course. Like the person I was with today, they hadn't planned on dying. They had planned on going home, going to rehab and going home, and it didn't work out that way. They went to rehab, and then they sent, were sent back to the hospital, and things just crashed underneath them. And within about uh, 48 hours, he was on his deathbed. He hadn't prepared for it. They could have made all different kinds of decisions beforehand, and death took its own course. So to a certain extent, you need to talk about it, you need to prepare for it, you need to talk about whether you want to be uh, cremated or buried. Uh, these are really important decisions that you need to have with your family. Um, and you can only do so much. At some point, you've got to let go of that, and instead you need to be committed to life, life and living all the way up to the very end, the last moment of your life, your body is committed to living. Your heart will beat and will work at beating all the way up to the very last moment. The last thing that stops working is your heart. Your heart wants to beat. And that beat is the pulse of life that is flowing through you. And you have got to grab a hold of that pulse of life and you have got to live it. You have got to make sure that you are living in such a way so that when you come to this moment of death and dying, that you can look back and you can say, yes, ah, 
I lived a great life. I lived a beautiful life. I did everything that I wanted to do. My life was full. My life was grand. I surrounded myself with the people and the things that I wanted to do. You need to live in such a way when you come to that last moment of your conscious breath, you can say, I sucked dry the morrow of life. I love that. I sucked dry the morrow of life. Henry David Thoreau said that he wanted to live and he wanted to drive life into a corner. And if it was mean to celebrate that meanness, and if it was beautiful to celebrate the beauty. And I want to tell you, there is a little bit of mean in life. There is suffering. There is darkness. There is pain. I've lived through it. You've lived through it. But you know what? There's also a ton of joy to be lived in life. There is a ton of joy to be lived in life. Every single day should be a day where you can celebrate being alive. And if you're not able to celebrate being alive, then you catch your life on autopilot. It's something I said a couple weeks ago as far as be alert, be amazed, share your amazement. That is to be alive and to soak in the treasure of being alive. So you know what? I want you to think about who are the people that you want to spend time with? Who are the people you want to spend time with? Who are the people that you don't want to spend time with? I mean, literally, life is too short. It is too short to, to fill your life with people that you just would never uh, rather not be around. If you're in a dead-end relationship, then you know what? Don't hang in there for the children. Give yourself a break and get a new life. If you are uh, doing a job that you just hate and it's just you're doing it to pay the bills, then you know what? It's time to look for a new job. If there is a bad relationship with, a, uh, with an extended family member, then you know what? Don't invite them over to Christmas. Don't invite them over for the holidays. Don't invite them to your birthday party. Life is too short. Let go of the negative people in your life. Surround your people, surround your life with the people that you love and that you care about. Do the things you want to do. You know, what are your passions? A couple of weeks ago, Mitch Sammy talked about do the things that you want to do. When you wake up in the morning, it's like something that you want to do, that you're passionate about. That is what you should be focusing your life around. That is what you should be doing. Because you know what? You only get to live this one time. Now, you know what? We can talk about reincarnation. In fact, I uh, was planning on doing that today to talk about reincarnation, but this uh, hospital visit this afternoon, being with this guy while he died, you know, it just changed my whole course. We could talk about uh, resurrection and reincarnation um, on another podcast, but for me today, it's about living. You have one life left to live. And here's the amazing thing. You know, when we do funerals and memorial services, people always want to show uh, videos of people of their loved ones, you know, when they were alive, you know, videos from when they were uh, born all the way up through their dying days, through their retirement, through their young adults, through their marriages, wedding pictures, on and on and on. And these videos last, oh, anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes. And I'm always struck how one full lifetime can be compressed into one 12-minute video. One full lifetime, I don't care how old you are, it can be compressed into a 12-minute video. Just think about that. And think about the fact that someday someone's going to make a video about you and your life. What's that video going to look like? There'll be all kinds of pictures. Will they have pictures of you celebrating life? enjoying life, enjoying your family, enjoying your kids, enjoying your pastime, then, you know, if not, then it's time to really change. 
It's time to change because you know what? None of us are promised tomorrow. We only have right now. We have this day and only this day. And if you're postponing your life, then you know what? You're going to be caught up short because at some point, it's all going to come to an end. It is all going to come to an end. I'll never forget one time I was uh, skiing and I was had a really good day and I was skiing the black slope and I decided to ski the tr- uh, ski in the trees, and I lost my balance, and I started careening out of control, and thought to myself, oh, so this is how it happens. When you least expect it, everything goes into slow motion, and I thought, oh, I'm going to hit a tree, and I have a helmet on, but it's going to break the helmet, and I'm going to be a dead meat here on the side of the ski slope, and luckily, I banged myself around, but I didn't hit my head, but that's, that's how it happens. When you least expect it sometimes, a car careens out of control and bam, you're gone. You know, something happens, there's an accident, you're at home and you fall off a ladder, bam, you break your neck, you're gone. You know, you might have a, an illness that lasts and you, know, you don't know that it's in your body. I heard about this the other day. It always blows me in mind. Someone was diagnosed with cancer and two weeks later, they were gone. Two weeks later, they were gone. Do you think that they were ready for death? No, they weren't because maybe they were postponing their life. You know, this person had just entered into retirement. They've been postponing their life, waiting for their retirement. And then right on the cusp of it, right on the cusp of their retirement, they were diagnosed and they died. And I think even time, sometime, you know, when you're young, you're in your 20s and your 30s, you think, oh, I've got a lot of life left to live. You know, I don't have to get about it. I don't have to be intentional about it. No, you do too, because you never know when you're going to die. Death doesn't wait for anybody. Let me talk to you about being a death coach. I have coached everybody from children to teenagers, to young adults, to middle-aged people, to elderly people on how to to die. And let me tell you, it always wakes me up that even I need to prepare myself for dying. And you prepare yourself by for dying by getting ready to live. Have I said it enough? Have I said it enough? No, I haven't said it enough. You got to get ready to live because you know what? At some point, you're going to hit something and it's gonna, you're going to go, oh, so this is how it happens. It's going to be life in slow motion and there's going to be a car wreck or there's going to be an illness and my life is going to come to an end. Not everybody gets to die the way the guy died today, the gentleman died today. Some people, they go into death screaming in panic because of, of what's happening to them. others. It's a slow, gentle death. And that's always the goal, a slow, gentle death. So, you know, what are you going to do today to live? What are you going to do today to live? How can you be committed to living? How can you be committed to living a grand and glorious life? Because you know what? For me, after walking out of that hospital today, I am recommitted to life. Every day is going to be a new celebration of joy for me. Yeah, there's going to be some hard times. Yeah, I'm going to fail. Yeah, I'm going to say stupid things. Yeah, I'm going to make mistakes. But you know what? I'm going to use each and every one of those mistakes as a learning opportunity because you know what? I want to live and I want you to live. I want you to live. And if there ever comes a time where you need someone to help you die, just remember, I'm your guy. I'm your guy.
So here it is. That's the last episode of the Stephen Poos Benson podcast. I hope you're going to have a great day, and I'm hoping that you're going to be committed to life and living. Peace and grace to you. Mm-hmm.